everyone, and welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. And we're here to talk about the event, the main thing that happened last Saturday. Yes! Ah! All our hopes and dreams came true. Well, like most of our hopes and dreams came true. Indeed. Like, I mean, I, I mean, we neither of us were the bride, but... Yeah, or even like in attendance physically in England. But it was good enough. I think what we did was just the same. I mean, it was, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. No, I think it was great. Don't, I mean, don't test that theory, but like, <laughs> I'm going to stick with that story as of now, so. But yes, if you are listening to our show for the first time, I know, especially with the kind of the media storm and obviously the wedding itself has created a lot of interest in the new, uh, New couple to the royal family. The Duke and uh, Duchess of Sussex. Indeed. Spoiler alert, sorry. We'll get to that in more detail. I know, that's why I didn't say it, but that's okay. It's okay. I'm too excited. I know, I know. There's there's so much to talk about, but uh, we just wanted to introduce ourselves because we care and want to at least give you an overview of who we are and uh, why why we do what we do every week. Yeah, and so you can also maybe differentiate our voices when we talk if you don't know what we look like or have never seen us talk before. So I'll introduce myself a little bit here. I'm Jenna, and I on the first episode, we kind of decided I'm the Megan of this podcast, so to speak, <laughs> um, because I, like Megan, went to Northwestern, you know, go Wildcats and all that. Uh, I am married to a ginger, which is something she and I now have in common, because she's married. And also, I am a lawyer, and she played one on TV. So I think that that gives me all the qualifications you need to discuss someone intensely. Also, I'm just a nerd about the royals, and so I really like reading about them and following them. I'm just an overall fan. So Yeah, and I'm Caitlin, and I, yes, I'm the Kate of the group. And uh, we say that because Jenna described me as having luxurious hair like Kate. It's so luxurious. Uh, My name is also Caitlin, and I also go by Kate. Mm -hmm. And what else? I actually have a similar engagement ring to Kate. You do? I do. Um, Uh, And what else? Yeah, I've I've followed the Royals for quite some time. And uh, yeah, I think it's just a fascinating institution and also my favorite soap opera. That's real. That's kind of where we go. But I, you were going to say something, Donna. I was going to say the other two <laughs> things I'll point out is that you are married to your college sweetheart. Oh, that's true. And uh, that's a similarity. And then also, um, you come from a line of party planners. Indeed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My mother is a party planner extraordinaire, mm-hmm. a la Ka- uh, Carol Middleton. So Unfortunately, she hasn't yet to make millions off of it. But no. Fingers is- crossed. Which is which is fine. She's it's a fine. Mom. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it, she doesn't need to. She's, but uh, yeah. So in other words, but yeah, Jenna and oh, but I was just gonna say how know. how we know each other. Oh is, yeah, yeah. We, we grew up together. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we met in middle school. We did. We knew each other before then. We our, did. Our moms <laughs> were friends before that, but we found each other uh, in eighth grade when we were partners on a. A project in our earth science or our astronomy class and we made a presentation that included the song uh, Supernova Girl from Xenon Girl of the 21st Century and we got like 115% on it because we're Indeed. great. And we also won, They so she was giving, our teacher gave out awards for best male and female <laughs> presenters and we were both so great we won both. Yeah. So. There was no competition. Indeed. So if you so. ever need PowerPoint expertise 
you know where to find us. Yeah. Uh, I also um, found the disc for our PowerPoint. So I'm going to copy it <gasps> and share it with you. Oh, my God. So you may have it for eternity as well. Oh, my God. I want it so bad. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, but yes, even though we love the Royals, we are not experts. No, we are two Americans who grew up kind of out of the true shadow of the monarchy and who just really like the pretty clothes and the, yeah, the soap opera dynamics of things. We try to do the best research we can, but we both have full-time jobs. You have a daughter, I have a dog, and... yeah. Those are definitely equal time commitments. Just kidding. And so, <laughs> um, and so, you know, we try our best to do research, but there'll be uh, some places where we might be stumbling over what exactly the facts are. If that's the case and it's bothering you, we understand and apologize kind of preemptively. But you can always <laughs> get in touch with us because we love to hear from our listeners. And you can email us at americrowndreams at gmail.com. And then you can also reach us on Facebook and Instagram at AmeriCrownDreams. And we're on Twitter at AmeriCrownDream because Twitter has character limits. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully if you have any kind of correction or thoughts or feelings about us, hopefully nothing randomly cruel, but we'd love to hear from you. But today we're going to focus on the event, as I called it, the royal wedding between Miss Rachel Meghan Markle and Prince... I can't remember all of his Henry. names. Henry. I know it's Henry, but I don't know, remember his middle name. Isn't it Henry David something? Sure. Shit. Yeah. It's Henry a lot of things. This is an example of. Well, but like, how can people keep that straight? Like, it's that's a crazy amount of things. He's got right. a million different ones. Again, I got Ra- I got Rachel as Megan's. Oh, for quote, sure. Unquote, real first name. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So he is. God, they don't even put it right on the first line of his stupid thing. His Wikipedia page, you mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is not helpful. Oh, it's Henry. I actually got it right in my mind. I should have just trusted my gut. It's Henry Charles Albert David. Oh, okay. So it was the wedding between those two crazy kids. (laughs) And we were obviously really excited about it. It's kind of the namesake of our podcast, AmeriCrown Dreams, as Americans who dream to somehow elbow their way into the royal family we got to see one of our fellow yanks do just that she did it she achieved our americrown dream mm-hmm. and as we said the now um megan markle is known as the duchess of sussex and harry is the duke of sussex we um predicted that accurately on our last episode indeed it was definitely the front runner but uh, if you listen to our last episode, we Jenna tapped into the the mystical world of uh, psychic bananas. I did, and um, as you guys, people who listened, might realize the bananas were right. Yes, we'll get into <laughs> that. But we asked um, we asked four bananas four questions, and yes or no questions. So basically, the background, if you didn't listen, is that um, when the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate, was in labor with her third. There was a morning show in England where a woman said bananas are psychic and you can ask a banana a yes or no question and it, and then cut off the stubby end of the banana and there will be a little like black mark inside of it that is either in the shape of a Y for yes or a dot for no. So we decided to try the banana's skill and we asked four questions and the banana got all four of them right. The first yes. was, will they be created the Duke and Duchess of Sussex? And yes, 
That's what the banana said, and that's what happened. Indeed. So, very exciting that that they are now that the the Sussexes, and Meghan is the first Duchess of Sussex because the previous uh, holder never married, or at least none of his uh, marriages were approved. Too bad. So no issue officially. And yes. no one to take the title on until now. Uh, and we want to thank some of our listeners who used, yes, our hashtag AmeriCrownDreamsComeTrue and showed us some of their parties. Uh, you guys uh, did a far and beyond better job than I did at decorating. Um, I disagree. I had, Stop I being modest. The- <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I mean, I did have like a, a, you know, some bunting with Harry and Meghan's face. And then you had the the perennial banner. I think it's always it's, hanging in your basement. It but, is. I'm never taking it down. Um, it's a Harry <laughs> Potter banner that says "A Magical Day," and I believe it's from. Is it from Order of the Phoenix? Era? It is. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. remembering based on Harry's haircut in that in the promotional Indeed. photos, but it's always hanging in your basement. I thought it was a nice touch. I know. I, I saw it and I was day. like, this actually works perfectly. This works for really any celebration, but today it's truly a magical day. Mm-hmm. So. And you did a great job on the, the baked goods. And I, I don't know. Like, I, I get it. You didn't have to get up and decorate a whole bunch of stuff. You did a lo- enough with all the food. Yeah. So good. So so everyone else, you had amazing parties. And uh, thanks for sharing your, your your days with us. Yeah, we loved doing it. We, uh, we were glued to multiple screens in your basement. I mean, I had mm-hmm. my iPad out, was following Twitter and announcing as news flew flew in about the dress designer and all the other details and I was following along their order of service to kind of keep us posted on where we were in the ceremony and how much longer there was to go before we got to see them making out. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we I think we had a very successful party. It was very early in the morning. It was. It was so early. I had to wake up at four and I woke yeah. up and then I checked the internet just to make sure you know that everything it was the actual correct day and all that and like oprah had already shown up at the church yes and i was like oprah lady you're making like you're making me look so bad yeah i think we'll kind of get into the day if you're ready to go for it i am ah so the the day began with really with uh uh we'll start with pre-ceremony and it obviously started with megan uh departing cliveden house with her mother and uh, yes, her. We could kind of see Megan, but it wasn't a great view, obviously, because the car was in motion. Yeah, and, and there's windows and all that stuff. Yeah, and we didn't get any of those close-up views that we kind of got with Kate of her going through kind of like the the marquee into her car. Mm-hmm. We didn't really see that at all, since it was a massive estate, and I'm assuming they did from the side, so they didn't even have to worry about anyone seeing her dress or anything like that. Yeah, uh, but uh, we could see. What Doria was kind of wearing, uh, she was wearing look, wearing Oscar de la Renta, and uh, it was a pale green custom dress coat with a white embroidered flowers, which reminded me a lot of what something Kate has worn before. Um, she has like a light blue coat, so I actually really loved this. And then a custom hat by Stephen Jones, um, and Megan has worked with them several times since arriving in the UK. And uh, a beautiful clutch and jewelry as well. Um, yeah, she, I think, looked radiant. She was clearly really excited for her daughter, and Megan was really excited too. And you could tell just by, I mean, even though you couldn't really see them distinctly through the, the car windows, you could tell they were both grinning and smiling and laughing and talking and probably trying not to freak out together. <laughs> I know. I When we were talking 
as we were watching, I was like, I would just be like freaking out, like excited, but like, I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. It must have been so surreal. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And it was a long drive. Yeah, it was like 25 miles. I think we all agreed at the party. We were like, no, I wanted, I would want something short so I don't have to sit there and be nervous, like waiting for the crowds to arrive. I would just be like, I'm in it. I'm out of the car. Yeah, I know. Great. I'm getting married. Done. <laughs> I need some like guided meditation for the entirety of that car trip because like I, I couldn't even, I'm, I get excited. I don't know. Oh, I would just be sitting there being like, hey, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And then the driver would get really mad at me. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but was, as we were watching, obviously, um, Harry and his best man, William, were staying a lot more close to the church. And so uh, occasionally these random like dark cars or minibuses would pull up to um, the outside of St. George's and we would kind of try to predict who was in them. And so we saw two uh, SUVs pull up and we were like, let it be the hot princess. Yes. And it was. So we got to see um, Princes William and Harry arrive. They were wearing um, the frock coat uniform of the Blues and Royals. And that was, um, I don't know. I don't know if there were, we didn't make any predictions about what they would wear in particular. No. Um, I mean, I thought he'd wear a uniform just because, I mean, Will wore a uniform and I consider Harry more the soldier. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, to me, I think they, they like to, you know, look ceremonial and it's cool looking. Right. And all that stuff. And they then they can wear a hat and both of them like a hat, I think. Yes, they were both looking so fine with those hats on. I was like, do they have to come off? Question mark. I know. Uh, But yeah, so once the princes arrived, um, they kind of waved to the crowd a little bit. And then the next uh, to arrive, I mean, there were, well, actually, I think the next people we saw arriving were some of the more senior royals. So Charles and Mm -hmm. Camilla and then the queen and Prince Philip came. And then we were kind of wondering, like, where's Kate? Where's Kate? And then Mm -hmm. I think we remembered, like, oh, maybe if you remember Pippa's wedding, Kate was kind of on uh, bridesmaid and groomsman wrangling duty as uh, the mother of two of those little nuggets. And so Mm -hmm. we saw a bigger bus pull up, or or not bus, bigger cars. There were several, a couple cars. A couple cars with... um, the Duchess of Cambridge in the back holding hands with Charlotte and another little kid. And then also her son George was there with the other um, kitties. And they all got out and they were all holding hands. It was so so cute. And um, we learned afterwards that the little girls were dressed in Givenchy and Aquazura shoes. And so the same designers that Megan wore. And the little boys were all in miniature versions of the Blues and Royals uniforms that uh, Harry and William were wearing, which I was like surprised because I think that's the first time we've seen Prince George wearing long trousers. It's true. Several people were remarking on Twitter about that afterwards. They're like, we've never seen him in pants before. I know. It's so, I mean, it's like funny because, and well, uh, like, it's just, he usually is wearing his 
like lately he's been wearing seen in public wearing his school uniform which Mm -hmm. you know has been the traditional kind of like longer shorts and then high knee socks and stuff but it was like oh he's all grown up now i know they both look so big I know. Yeah. Yeah. And the little girls had, yes, the flower crowns from um, the florist, Philippa Craddock. So yeah. Those were cute. They were very <sighs> cute. And um, so then, like we said, uh, Kate was there to help keep track of her children, some of the others. And she was wearing a primrose yellow wool silk tailored coat by guess who alexander <gasps> mcqueen what like we said i think i i made some kind of crazy like stake that if kate wore didn't wear alexander mcqueen i was going to do something insane so now i don't have to do that but thank Great. god i can't remember what exactly i said but and and neither of us have to issue public apology oh right yeah or at least i don't have to issue a public apology since megan didn't wear alexander mcqueen it wasn't yeah. gonna happen it was not gonna happen and so um, a lot of people thought this might be a rewear on for seeing it um, because it's very similar to the cream Alexander McQueen kind of coat dress that she wore to Charlotte's baptism. And it has the same seeming details in the back. But when you saw the, and which that coat was white or like a cream, but when you saw the photos, the official photos released, you could tell that it was in fact kind of a, butter yellow so it appears that it was a different garment yes and it was uh it was it did have some kind of buttons on the sleeves as well Mm -hmm. and it was tail and then uh i think uh susan from what kate wore actually did a side-by-side photo of the white or the cream mcqueen that she wore to charlotte's baptism and this new one and she kind of showed like it'd be almost impossible for it to be the same coat because kate is obviously in a different size right now right Uh, she looked amazing postpartum Oh my gosh! She yes, so great, and that, like I, like whatever beauty masks she gets access to, I want because right? she just looked, I mean, glowing and radiant and not tired at all. Like yes, and <laughs> I'm just speculating based on the fact that she has a one month old that she's probably not getting as much rest as she would like to be getting. <laughs> so yeah, it's great to have a nanny, but I think you especially want to kind of I feel like the nanny's more for the other two children at this point well, it'd right. be more like take them away so I can she's bond gotta, with this new guy she's kind of balance a lot I mean the, right. yeah especially that because anytime she you know if the baby's down for a nap during the day like and her kids are home from school like it's not like she gets to even like necessarily sit down for two freaking minutes she probably wants to go you know spend time with her other kids and right it's a balancing act but anyway she looked great um i loved her hat yes her hat was really nice i love the um she's had hats like this kind of before where it's like at a diagonal angle and then there's um like a flower element i kind of like to say it's like a cornucopia yeah it's a little bit like that it's like a surprise (laughs) upside down bouquet i don't i don't know it's great kind of works mm-hmm it's really nice. Um, I think it adds like an interesting detail, and but it's not too big of a hat. Like it, it's not distracting. It's like definitely a statement and like fashionable, but it's not um, crazy. Um, so then Kate, fortunately, wasn't the only one charged with uh, making sure the kids didn't make a break for it into oncoming traffic or the crowd. <laughs> she was accompanied by a few of the other mothers of the bridesmaids and groomsmen and so one of those people was jessica mulrooney and i learned her, its last name's pronounced mulrooney 
<laughs> not oh, Mulroney. Mul- okay, Mulroney. Canadians, okay. Canadians said that it's Mulroney. Tricky. Okay. It's like um, how we always heard thought that it was pronounced Degrassi, but it's Degrassi. 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 And so Mulroney. <laughs> I'll try my best to, to get it right. Mulroney. Okay. Um, and so she was there. Her uh, children were there, and they were the twin twin boys who were on veil duty. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing blue. She looked great, I think. A lot of people commented on her dress in particular, thought it was, I mean, just great. And then um, also there was Zoe Warren, who is the wife of Harry's friend and is God and Harry's the godfather to her daughter, the youngest bridesmaid named Zaley. So once all of those, once all the mums got inside and the kids got placed, it was time for Megan to pull up. Yes. And get out of the car. <sighs> it's very and, the moment. Oh my gosh. So we were, when we saw her in the car, as we mentioned, you could kind of see indistinctly through uh, the window. We could tell she was wearing a tiara. We could tell she was wearing a white dress. We couldn't tell much more. We could tell that it was probably like a boat neck type shape up top. And that it had sleeves that were at least, you know, down to her elbows. Right. (laughs) When she got out of the car, it was revealed that she was wearing Givenchy. What? I know. Yeah, what a surprise. (laughs) I think the betting shops got really rich off that decision. I, I think so. I think she was kind I bet Megan was betting on her own self and she was probably like typed in like Givenchy and was like, okay, great. I think that's illegal. But yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, it was crazy. Nobody picked Givenchy because obviously it's a French brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is headed up by a British woman who was born in Birmingham and who used to be um, the head of the fashion house's Pringle of Scotland and Chloe. Also, I noticed earlier when I was looking through our notes doc that I think um, the doc autocorrected it to be Pringles of Scotland. Oh, did it? When you typed it in initially? <laughs> it's probably like, oh, I, you want some chips? Yeah, I know. So then I started thinking about what Pringles of Scotland, like haggis mm. chips. Anyway, that's sorry. Sounds, that's a sidetrack. I'd still eat that. I probably would, too. It would, <laughs> it'd be great. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but this woman, Claire uh, Waite Keller, uh, she is the first female head of Givenchy, um, the lead, the first woman to lead their fashion house. And so since Megan is a self-proclaimed feminist, it wasn't like it made sense once in retrospect, but like nobody yeah. really had it pegged. Right. I think people were so set on Ralph and Russo because of the Daily Mail article that came out that was like, it It totally is this. And it came from such, you know, it came from um, Rebecca English, who is, you know, is pretty well sourced and, you know, seasoned uh, journalists and whatnot. But you and I, we knew. We just like knew it couldn't be Ralph and Russo. Well, it just, especially for Megan's style. Yeah. The, I mean, the basis for that was that Harry was seen going out like into or out of their shop and I was I like Harry wouldn't be so sloppy he's he's done a pretty good job in recent years of probably keeping a low profile and being seen when he wants to and and you know being able to like not see it and also why would he be going to her wedding dress designer right because I mean that's something you can kind of share you can be like you know this is who I'm working with 
But even then, like, I don't know, like, yeah, I mean, what business does he have to go into the place? Like, if mm-hmm. they're going to do the, you know, supposedly, like, the traditional thing where the, the groom doesn't know what the bride is wearing until he sees her on the wedding day, mm-hmm. then it's kind of, I don't know. But I... I don't know. I just didn't think it was going to be them because, yeah, like you said, though she wore them for her engagement photo shoot, it just didn't, we didn't see her wearing something that's so embellished and over the top. So how did Megan even find her? It, we can thank her her, her BFF, Jessica Mulrooney. Yes, good job. <laughs> yes, who is a uh, bridal stylist uh, for helping her find this this designer. And uh, Megan was looking for something that was modern, elegant, timeless, and appropriate. And uh, Jessica was able to help her kind of narrow down those designers and kind of got in contact with those people. And then from there, Megan was able to meet with a few of these designers, it sounds like. And for sure, obviously, she met with uh, White Keller. And from there, the the decision was made. Uh, There's a really good article from um, Harper's Bazaar that kind of goes over how this all shaped up, but um, essentially by January, uh, January 11th, uh, she was asked to make the dress. Megan asked her to make it, and she couldn't even tell her husband or anybody (laughs) that she was doing this, obviously beyond the people that were helping her make the dress. Right, who all had non-disclosure agreements of their own. (laughs) Like, so, and and many of whom were locked up in Paris, and like, no one was gonna go- That has to make it really easy. Well, like, no, again, nobody really predicted that she'd be going with somebody who wasn't a, like, in a traditional British fashion house. Or, like, I mean, if they did, if she did go somewhere else, nobody predicted that it would be a French fashion label. It would be American or Canadian mm-hmm. or another Commonwealth country. Because right. that's the, those are the brands that she's typically worn besides British brands. So at least yeah. in her, when she's been engaged to Harry. So, but thankfully, uh, White Keller had her own kind of office space that wasn't particularly like linked to her work at Givenchy. And so um, Megan was able to meet her at the, there to see the dress one time. And then also she visited her at uh, Kensington Palace to show her photos of the dress and everything like that before it was before the dress was finally completed in early April oh, for three in-person fittings. <laughs> yeah, must be so nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, by May, they had finished the dress, and uh, it was transported to Windsor Castle, which is, I guess, a very safe storage facility. Yeah. Um, and when it was there, Megan was able to fit in one last fitting with um, Keller. And apparently the queen got a first look at the dress. And so the from the Harper's Bazaar article, um, one of Megan's friends was quoted as saying, so it was saying that Marco privately pre- presented a first look at the finished gown to Her Majesty before the big day. It's not about, it's not for approval, a Markle pal tells Bazaar.com. It is to share a special moment with the Queen and possibly get a few words of advice before the wedding itself. This is, it's been reported that Kate Middleton did the same thing about three weeks before her wedding to Prince William. And I agree, it's probably much too late for the Queen to say like, no, I don't care for it. Make another one, obviously. Like, right. I don't think she'd do that. I think she knows, like, like I'm pretty sure there's, like, a, a, a list of things that's given to any potential royal bride, and it's like, no Panina Tournay, 
No exposed corsetry. No crazy, crazy low necklines. And then sleeves, please. Like, I'm sure that's what it says. Just like, you know, at least for the church thing, you can wear something more fun and like modern to the evening reception. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, please just keep your arms covered because head of the Church of England here. So I'm sure like, you know, she knew the general gist of it before she got to see it in person. Uh, but yeah, so this dress was definitely appropriate. Um, it was made of double bonded silk caddy. I think so. In pure white and had a bandeau neckline. So we'll see if that becomes a, a hot uh, feature on bridal gowns in the next year or so. Uh, Three quarter length sleeves. And amazingly, there's only six seams on the dress. Yeah, which... this was crazy <laughs> to hear because like I, I'm a very basic sewer. I know how to sew a straight line. And that I have my own challenges with. Uh, But like, so to like have a dress with six seams, that's a huge dress like that is so impressive because it means that there's only really six places where you can make like fit alterations. So that means Mm -hmm. how they got the dress to fit her is just by such precise measurement of the fabric itself. And then if any changes had to be made, if if it needed to be taken in, that means they had to take it apart and recut the piece of fabric. Right. Or it means like if it was too small, they had to recut an entirely new pattern piece for it and reassemble it. And so there's been a little bit of criticism online about the fit of the dress. And I think that that's one of the reasons why it wasn't as like snug as some people expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like with a dress where you can... Um, come in and put like you can there's some side seams where you can easily you know take it in on the sides or especially like on the arms if you look it it looks like the sleeves there's not even a seam like on the sleeve length itself it's like it's a tube of fabric that's like attached only at the top to the shoulder so like to make that tighter you would have had to completely recut the the whole top of the dress and the whole like sleeve piece of fabric. And it's crazy. And so that's why I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense for why it wasn't like fit so closely to her body. So that's just my my insight into it. We had discussed with the banana, we had mm-hmm. said we thought Megan would have a short train just because it seemed a little less fussy. And she had mentioned, Megan had mentioned in like an interview like a year and a half ago that she her dream dress was Carolyn Bissett Kennedy's like slip. Mm-hmm. like dress from Calvin Klein so very basic so but the banana told us that we were going to be wrong and that it was going to be a long train and yes it was <laughs> yeah I mean I would say the banana was more right when it came to the fact that the veil itself was really long indeed too. But, but did it, you still, like it the dress longer, I did like the dress I loved it um I think it just really let her beauty stand out against it and I think that that's it, it just also made me think that it was really truly her. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't something crazy with a lot of beading or like embroidery or exposed corsetry or anything like that. And from what I've seen of Megan's style is that she's a very she classic um, silhouette and like elegant. Like mm-hmm. that's what she goes for. And I think it really fit the bill. I do. I mean, honestly, if I would like to, to have fit a little bit closer in the arms specifically but I understand the limitations of doing I think it was a really ambitious design and so I and also like the tighter it would be the harder it might have been for her to like raise her arms and like she knew she was going to be wearing this 
and waving around Windsor. And so practically, it just might have been more comfortable for her to have it fit a little bit looser as well. Very so, true. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it looked great, though. Yeah. Specifically no, first, with the veil. But we'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. Um, no, at first I was a little underwhelmed, but I and I knew it was totally her style. I was like, that's exactly kind of what I'm not the that exact dress, but something along those lines stylistically that she would wear for her for the day. Uh, and everyone at work on Monday was they know I do the podcast, and they were like, okay, what did you think of her dress? And I just kept saying, oh, I was a little underwhelmed, but now that I've had time to look at it, I'm like, okay, this dress is gorgeous. I think it was the right call because I think, as we'll discuss now, the veil was a showstopper. It was. And the tiara, but. (laughs) Right, and I think that that's one great thing about Megan is that she can take something as kind of simple or like a staple piece as like a black turtleneck or, you know, something that's just a pure white, kind of undetailed, unfussy, long dress and she knows the way to really like make it pop like or i mean but and i know sure. pop might not be the right word for it but like really make it stand out and make it her and make it special mm-hmm. because a lot of times she's been able to do that like with just one there's one really interesting element in her um in an outfit she'll have and a lot of time it's her handbag i was just about to say that <laughs> and, and so she's really great she's like a great example of like how to accessorize mm-hmm. like without going overboard or looking like too much is happening and I think that that's something that like is very like classically royal fashion type thing because of course I mean someone like me I would wear my jewels 100% of the time all over the place and be like look at this and my arms would be like (laughs) it looked like I was wearing gloves like Cartier bracelets (laughs) and stuff I would look like a crazy person but like she's able to like show the restraint that you know people like me couldn't show (laughs) And so right. I think I like really admire that. She just looks so cool all the time. Ugh. Anyway, we'll we'll get more to that when we talk about her second dress. Um, yes, yes. But, but now uh, for the her veil. gorgeous veil. Yes, it was sixteen point five feet long, and it took yeah way longer than the dress to make. It took five hundred hours to complete. That's a long time. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense though. Uh, but yeah, workers had to wash their hands every thirty minutes, and uh, just as there had been uh, students from the Royal School of Needlework. On Kate's dress, there was also a former student, uh, also from the Royal School of Needlework, working on this gorgeous, 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 gorgeous veil that made me regret not having a 16.5 feet long veil for my own wedding dress. I wanted one, but like they're expensive. Oh, God, I know. And also, like, it would be. I wouldn't. (laughs) I was gonna say, I don't have two small boys to carry. I would have done it for you. you That would have been weird. That's not how it would have worked. But yeah, it's my favorite element, and I think probably everyone's favorite element, is the embroidery along the edge. Kind of one of the things that Megan worked on with Keller was how to bring the typical symbolism of, you know, like the, of Britain or UK and in Megan's case, the United States into her dress. Because if you know about like the queen's wedding dress it was embroidered and embellished with symbols of england scotland northern ireland and wales and then kate's dress had lace with similar elements where it was flowers and you know uh like flora representations of the countries in great britain 
And Megan, so in discussing how to bring that in, Megan um, made the decision. She wanted to have all of the 50, each one of the 53 countries of the Commonwealth represented. And so they chose distinct flowers and plants from each of those countries and embroidered them along the edges. And so like no two flowers there are the same. They like mm-hmm. did a really good job of finding flowers that are native to each country and making sure that they were represented as distinct specimens, I guess, <laughs> um, on right. the veil itself. And she also was able to put in two more flowers um, that have special meaning for her. One is winter sweet, which is a plant native to England that grows in Kensington Palace gardens. And then California poppies, which are the, poppies are the state flower of California where Megan was born. So um, there's also an addition of wheat in there, which in addition to making delicious bread, which we all know Megan eats, thanks to her Vanity Fair article. (laughs) Um, It also represents charity and love, which are two things that the couple think think are very important in the world, so. Right. Lots and lots of symbolism. Yeah, and I really hope that in the next year or so that they take photos of all of the flora and fauna. Oh my God, and I know. Show, and show what they all look like. Uh, I have a picture that I, sh- I put on our notes, and I'll share it on our Instagram, of when um, White Color did an interview um, with ITV. And it actually shows an up-close sample of what her veil looks like. And it's just so intricate and gorgeous. And it, it obviously, it was really difficult to see. Like, you couldn't be like, oh, there's there's that, you know, one piece of uh, flora, flora or flana from Jamaica the, or something like that. There's the thistle. Oh, look. <laughs> right. You know, it's Scotland or, or, yeah. Exactly. So it's really, I thought it was nice to see that. But I hope that they will take pictures of all of the pieces so that you can look through them and see how they did it because it's just extraordinary. <laughs> and I'm going to say this, if you remember, I think it was maybe a year or two after Kate and Will got married, um, Buckingham Palace displayed Kate's wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping they do the same for Megan. and if anyone is in the UK when that happens and maybe we have to buy tickets and go over and look at this veil, veil ourselves, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what's going on. <laughs> In our lives Does anyone time. want to sponsor our trip? We will you really we want will, to see this. We oh, will advertise so all over our Instagram with special hashtags. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is this a thing? This sounds like a thing. Yeah. I, don't know. I feel like yeah. we need to make a pilgrimage to see this veil in person. Indeed. So um, let us know if you'd like to be our patron. Do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you have a lot of money you'd like to throw our way? Indeed. Let us know. Um, but we, like, or, I mean, I just, I would love to see it up close. Because I do, like, some needlework. I do mostly cross-stitching, so not this kind of embroidery. But it's so pretty, and I'm so obsessed with it. Yes. And I want to look at it all. And it's obviously the best in the world working on this. Because mm-hmm. it's so fine and so beautiful. And I like this detail that to protect the beauty of the, the real yeah. thing. Um, at the rehearsal the day before, getting everyone to practice and also the fact that there were two young boys who were going to be handling the veil um they did do a trial run but they used a mock piece of fabric instead of the real thing so that but it was to the exact dimensions um that the actual veil was so that everyone knew like the distance and could figure it all out and they did a fabulous job 
They did. The the crowning jewel. The tiara. Megan's outfit was the tiara. And when we first saw her in the car, we almost thought it was the Strathmore Rose. Yep. And it was a queen, a queen's tiara at one point, but it wasn't uh, the queen mums. It was Queen Mary's diamond bandeau. Queen Mary of Tech. Yes. So Matriarch. the great grandma. Or great great grandma, I should say. Smokes like a chimney. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And this one is, yeah, this is one that people weren't quite sure was still in the royal vault or not and had not been seen since Queen Mary had worn it. And she wore it later in her life and she wore it and she died in 54, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, So she wore it later in life and it wasn't something that she wore frequently or anything. And yeah, it was definitely a surprise since there was definitely a lot of other tiaras that people were kind of rooting for and wondering what happened to them and thought Megan might tap those to wear for her bridal debut. Yeah, I mean, we were we were both wrong in our predictions, but we once were. again, I will point out that the banana was correct. The banana was correct. You asked the banana. You, your prediction was uh, the Queen Mum's uh, Cartier, Cartier. Uh, bandeau, right? Yeah, the bracelets. Bracelet Brando, yes. And we asked the banana, and the banana said, nope, not that one. And so my prediction was that she was going to get a new piece, um, but obviously that's not what happened. She wore this this, uh, relic from the vault. Indeed. So there, this, yeah, this bandeau is apparently very flexible. Obviously, it has a million and one diamonds, but the big piece is the diamond. That's the technical brooch. count, right? Yeah, <laughs> a million and one. Indeed. We are, we are all about precision here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might as well have been. Like, seriously. oh my gosh, it's so sparkly. But yeah, in particular, there is the, in the center of the tiara is the diamond brooch, which was given to Queen Mary of Tech as a wedding present in 1983 by the County of Lincoln. 1893. 18, what did I say? You said 1983. That's okay. 1983? Yep. She was dead quite some time by then. (laughs) It's okay. I do this all the time. It's a holiday weekend. We're recording. It is. (laughs) Yes, we're using our our vacation time Mm -hmm. for you guys. (laughs) But yeah, what were your your thoughts on it? I, I think it was perfect. I'd seen pictures of Queen Mary wearing this, but I honestly thought it was... She has several bando tiaras she's got so much bling so i just thought it it was another one of those like i was like oh is this the filigree one because there's also a filigree and there's um the also sapphire she has one the sapphire one which is what one of our listeners said that she wanted megan to wear that because she thought a bandeau would look really great on her which like i agreed i just wasn't sure that the sapphire like i was i was assuming that like having a sapphire would have been kind of more of a statement and like obviously it's not crazy there's a precedent for like something blue and wearing it but i kind of thought well if they did they might have it reset for the day with a different stone right Um, and we were and we had talked about maybe princess one of princess diana's diamonds or you know something from her collection might be incorporated into a tiara right yeah so could it have been a new piece of piece put into a an old older piece but no it was the whole thing and i thought it worked perfectly with megan's look and with the the veil and the dress it was a showstopper with the veil yeah i loved the detailing on the side how it kind of like it's so like geometric but like curvy like i don't know just like the 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 design of the diamonds the pattern yeah on this one i loved it Mm -hmm. and i'm glad to i was really excited to see something we haven't heard much about before because it's more 
pretty things to think about. Yeah, uh, and and people have speculated that this is maybe something Megan might actually wear more frequently. Like, for example, Kate doesn't wear her tiara that her wedding day, the Cartier halo. Uh, but this is definitely something I could see Megan continuing to wear because I feel like it it goes well with her hair and uh, it's not ostentatious. It was nice that it kind of like just kind of blended in with like her look and yeah, it has a low profile so to speak. Yes. like meaning that it's not tall and it doesn't like you can wear it more as a headband. Like it's still very clearly a tiara and yes. beautiful and amazing, but it's not. Um, it's not going to be something that like steals it. It's not going to make yours look like you're trying to be taller than the queen or something like that. Yeah. She was also speaking of Cartier, though, that was the um, jeweler of whom like Megan was wearing a couple other pieces. So she wore these Cartier earrings that she's worn several times before. And then also a bracelet that is a, reportedly you can buy your own for one hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. Oh, great. So I don't know if she got that as like a gift, but I I would like it. Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a newer piece. And she ended up pulling the matching earrings to the bracelet for her evening look. But and those are only 68 grand. Oh, so much more in my budget. Mm hmm. <laughs> but yes, I, I loved it. Uh, I wrote in our notes. I said, suck it. Strathmore Rose. I really. Yep. <laughs> it's not that I don't that's- like it. Actually, that's a direct quote from the morning too. When yeah. we when we first saw the picture, like first we couldn't really tell, and we could I could see kind of like the the curvier elements of the side, like and it it was very clearly like not a not one of like the tiaras that was like what the queen like a fringe. It wasn't a fringe tiara. We could tell that, but we couldn't tell exactly mm-hmm. what it was. I was like, I don't know, is it the Strathmore Rose? You're like, oh, I hope not. I put my like I staked my reputation that it wouldn't. Be. <laughs> Pretty much, and then and then when we got a picture, a clearer picture um, from the internet, you were like, "Yes, yeah, suck it, Seraph Moore Rose," and I was like, "No, Caitlin, I had no idea you were so like, you had such animosity towards just, a tiara." I just, I just didn't think it looked like something Megan would wear, and I just totally see Eugenie wearing it to her wedding. I yeah, just, I know that she, her mom, the Duchess of York, has her tiara, but I can really see her wearing the Strathmore Rose, I th- and yeah. if not her, Beatrice. <laughs> Right. Anyway, let's keep let's keep moving on. We yeah, we're so keeping much. going. All right, go go go. So the bouquet. So this was a smaller bouquet. I mean, everyone thinks of like Princess Diana's bouquet, which was effectively like a, a shrub. If Indeed. You think about it. It was huge. <laughs> I mean, it was gorgeous. She was, it was actually carrying a planter. Honestly, it looked like <laughs> a, a full topiary in her arms, and um, so anything smaller than that, people have kind of been like, "Oh, what is this?" But you know, I didn't. I thought it was maybe a little on the small side, but she didn't. She didn't have time to worry about a big flower arrangement. But it was, yeah. um, I think, really beautiful. The it was a small bouquet featuring sweet peas, lily of the valley, a steel. I think autocorrect maybe fixed that for me. Jasmine and astrantia, and then sprigs of myrtle. And so the myrtle sprigs are specially uh, picked from stems planted at Osborne House on the Isle of Wight by Queen Victoria in 1845. And also from a plant that was grown from the myrtle used in Queen Elizabeth's wedding bouquet in 1947. So she's got got some myrtle from two famous royal love stories. Yeah, and I think Kate also had the myrtle in Mm -hmm. her, her bouquet as well. So that's good. Good record so far. Um, Several of the flowers in the bouquet were handpicked by Harry from his and Megan's private garden at Kensington Palace, which is 
obviously I'm kind of crying I know it's insanely romantic (laughs) they also used forget-me-nots which were Diana his mother's favorite flower Mm -hmm. oh my gosh okay I know and emotions I know and then um it was interesting because this was our first royal wedding not at Westminster Abbey in a while obviously or not in London um and so people were wondering what would happen to the bridal bouquet because um, traditionally it has been placed on the grave of the unknown warrior at Westminster Abbey. And it turns out that the bouquet was sent there and placed on the grave. And this is um, a tradition that was started by the queen mom in memory of her brother when she got married to George the Sixth, who was not George the Sixth then, but um, her brother Fergus had been killed in World War One, and so when she was um, in the church she stopped at the grave and left her bouquet there as a tribute to his memory and so ever since then um, royals getting married in Westminster Abbey and elsewhere have placed their bouquet on the grave of the unknown warrior kind of to to honor her and to honor the people who have given their lives to England and the UK. So yeah, it was really pretty. We'll talk about the flowers in a little bit, but yeah, I do want to. There was a few articles that I kept seeing that said that Harry just made the bouquet. What? No, <laughs> yes. he did not. Ugh. Right, and I and thankfully I went into the comments just to make sure that there were people correcting and be like, this is incorrect. The, mm-hmm. There was a professional florist, and Harry provided f- a couple flowers. He didn't like just dig into the earth and yeah. like just go, okay, Megan will like this, and then strap like a ribbon around it. No, he did not do that. <laughs> you know what probably happened? They probably gave him a photographs of like two types of plants, and then drew him a map of where they were in his garden. And then had the gardener, the head gardener of Kensington Palace, accompany him and be like, this is the plant. Why don't you cut some sprigs off of this? Nope, a little lower down, Harry. You're going yeah. to kill it if you do that. Nope, okay, perfect. Yep. Oh, the leaves on that one's a little, little Yeah, why don't we go, sad. how about this one? Why don't you cut, you know, and again, it's like, it doesn't make it any less special. It's just like, I don't think that Harry is a professional florist, and I don't think he would know. <laughs> Not a lot of people would know how to, like, arrange a bouquet like that like you have to get really like i mean that thing has to last in the heat it was hot in england that day yes and so like yeah you didn't want to get the stuff that was going to wither but anyway um we can talk about some more of the guests we said that the queen showed up and she was wearing a lime green not not as bright as her uh 90th birthday frock but um it's still really nice and bright you could kind of tell once she arrived that there was this whole kind of sit like pale citrus color like there was lots of yellows and and light greens Mm -hmm. um that really you know stood out and you can see in the formal formal photos that it all looked really nice together yes um and then let's see some of our favorite looks on celebrities from there we can talk about i'll start with um i loved serena williams in Versace. I loved her hat, especially. I don't know who the milliner for that was, but it was... I bet it was... I think it was Stephen Jones, because... I, I wouldn't be th- surprised. Because I believe he... Uh, Megan kind of put her and a, con- a ton of her friends in contact with him mm-hmm. to make hats. For yeah, the, and for I feel like Serena probably know... Actually, has probably had to wear, like, a hat, because she's probably been in England for Wimbledon and had to go to, like, a formal fancy thing where hat are part of the dress code so she might have even known him from before but it was beautiful it was like this her dress was a pale pink and so her hat was of the same color and it was really structural but like not huge and 
it was really pretty. Also, if you can go back in time and look at her Instagrams from the day, I don't know, like you can't see her stories anymore, but she posted yes. the most adorable pictures with her baby. Oh yes. My God. It was really nice to have her kind of background of the day because it showed mm-hmm. them like her getting like ready and like getting on the buses. So they didn't obviously drive themselves to these events like massive like private buses came and got them mm-hmm. and took them to the ceremony and the reception. It's and not like, like I, all the times I've been to a wedding where they've had a free shuttle from the hotel to the venue. Right. right? And I always find those shuttles very fun. And I feel like oh, this would also yeah. be very fun because everyone would just be like, what the hell? We're going to like a royal wedding. I know, like, and it's like, when the, when's the last time these people have been on buses? Right. <laughs> like, really, think about it. Like, do you think that George Clooney has been on a bus recently? No. Like, unless it's been, like, a private, like, effectively, like, a, an RV, like, a, a tour bus type thing? No. Yeah. <laughs> Not on, a, like, a bus with, like, seats like this where there's a lot of people on them. It would be right. just hilarious. It was very fancy. Ah, <laughs> But, uh, yes, we also had a mall. Mm-hmm. Clooney, and uh, in a very bright yellow. A mustard, I'd say. And my first thought was, so uh, foreshadowing the banana, uh, we asked the banana, We, your prediction was that Stella McCartney was going to be the designer. We asked the banana, is Stella going to design the dress? And the banana said yes. No, when I first saw that Amal was wearing Stella, we had already learned that Megan was wearing Givenchy, so I my thought was that the banana looked into the future, saw a yellow Stella McCartney dress, and got excited and confused and said, yes, that's what the princess would wear, mm-hmm. because that's what I, as a banana, would wear. But we later learned that, no, she, the banana was right all along. I should have never doubted it. Um, but I thought it looked really nice. I know people were divided about the color. Indeed. Our friend think- Hannah said she hated it. <laughs> Mostly, like, as a person who can't wear yellow like that, like, I just absolutely can't, I am more envious that she can pull it off. Like, she just has the complexion and the hair color to not look sickly when she wears yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think she looked... Sorry, Hannah. Agree to disagree. I want to say the the person who looked the greatest, <laughs> David Beckham. <laughs> he did. He looked so hot. Oh, my God. Like, and it... It's really funny because at Will and Kate's wedding that Beckham's attended and, you know, Posh, uh, like Victoria Beckham, Posh Spice, she always looks great. She, I think, is a fantastic designer. I actually picked her as my potential dress designer. Um, I That was an admitted long shot. But I think, like, she has great style and he, for the most part, looks good, but he's also made some kind of faux pas in the past with his fashion. And, like, Will's... Will and Kate's wedding, he wore his like British like honorific medals like on the wrong side of his suit jacket. He wore a morning dress, but wore it like that was too matchy for what morning dress is supposed to be. So I think he knew this was his chance to make it right and to come back and and prove everyone wrong and show how attractive you can actually look in this insane getup from like that's a relic from the 1800s. And he did it. And it was really funny because a bunch of people were saying like of his photos of him like this is what every like bro thinks he looks like when he posts pictures of himself like at his friend's wedding like instagrams of himself at his friend's summer wedding like boston it's like nope this is not what you look like did you have anyone else you wanted to i i have two so i really liked uh will and harry's cousin uh kitty spencer who is also a model and she's on the runway worn tiaras (laughs) Um, why the hell not right right 
and really ostentatious tiaras so you should look that up if you want to see her but uh, she wore like a teal green mm-hmm. uh, dress and it had like the, it was like a and it kind of flowed down to like these all these kind of flowers at the bottom but i really liked her hat it's kind of like a half kind of beret that kind of swipes over the t- front of her head and I thought it looked really nice. And then it had like a fishnet kind of over the top. And she yeah. was wearing great shoes too. She, they, she was wearing orange shoes, like which when you say that out loud, it doesn't sound like it would be cool or like appropriate for a wedding. Mm-hmm. But they were beautiful. Yes. And they matched Absolutely like um, the pattern or like the detail on her dress. It, it was great. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that one. And then we'll talk about the exes a little bit more. But I actually liked Cressy's dress a lot. And... Um, she actually wore uh, Eponine, which has uh, been a brand Kate has worn before. Mm-hmm. And um, the dress is actually, the fabric is sourced from Thailand. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's funny, NPR, uh, Minnesota Public Radio, actually did a story about her dress because in Minnesota we have a very large Hmong population. Mm-hmm. And people kept talking about, on like the news when they were talking about her dress, they kept saying that she was wearing like a tribal oh. dress. And so, and, and that was an Aztec design. And people were like, no, that's definitely... Southeast Asian. Yeah, exactly. And so people were really, once like it got out there, like, oh, this is actually, she's wearing a pattern from Thailand. People were really excited, uh, especially the monk population that was like talking about it because she was wearing something that was, they were like, how cool is that? That it's being worn at the royal wedding and um, that it was made in Thailand and whatnot. Cool. See, I didn't know that. I just, I, I agreed. I thought that her, she looked really great. It was a very colorful, fun patterned dress. And yeah. I really liked also her topper. It was more like kind of feathers that kind of swiped over her head. I have a thing with swiping over the head, apparently. Mm-hmm. I like berets and all that. Which, by the way, Jenna is an amazing hat maker. <laughs> apparently. I'm sitting in my craft room right now and it still looks like a bomb went off in here from all yeah. of the like aftermath I still haven't been able to like fully clean up after making yeah. all of my hats but I had fun doing it we'll have to maybe we'll post a picture of them we, I don't we know. should I mean the photos that we have that morning I look special because I'm really tired but it's really early <laughs> and it's like it's really early and I'm yeah. also wearing my bathrobe over my dress because I brought it over because I didn't know the dress code I thought it was like wear fancy dress but then I was like it's gonna be cold so I just brought my like really fuzzy blanket of a bathrobe too Mm -hmm. and then I just ended up wearing that most of the time Mm -hmm. but anyway yeah I I think that I I agree with the dress so some of the other notable people who were there were the suits that's just the blanket term I'll use for all of Megan's co-stars excellent Um, and then the Middleton family in its entirety was also there so Pippa was there. Um, did you see the meme yes. comparing her to the Arizona iced tea can? Yes. <laughs> I can't Aww. not see it now. Which, like, it was a pretty dress, and I really liked it. I mean, so um, people who aren't familiar with Arizona iced tea, it's a, like a canned or, like, bottled iced tea that's in a pale blue bottle with cherry blossoms on it and, like, branches of cherry blossoms. And that's the exact, like, pattern that was on her dress. So everyone yes. was like, yay, because it's a very popular drink. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, Michael and Carol were there as well, looking great as always. And James was there too. He was um, so, with his beard. No marshmallows indeed. in sight, though. No, maybe it's for the couple. Maybe he got one of the the cards where the marshmallow pops out. Maybe when they open it, I bet that's what it is. Maybe they got a <laughs> gift card for unlimited lifetime marshmallows with their faces on it. Then we saw other members of the family. Um, I'm. She's not on the list here, but I would like to make a special shout out to our friend Fergie. 
Ah, uh, indeed. Duchess of York as was. Our Instagram so, queen. Oh my god. She looked great. She, she did. looked so good. You could tell she had she had like she knew exactly what she was doing. She walked up in there and it was really funny because like she was seated in the like not family part of the church, like the kind of the well, I mean, not that it was bad seating because it's like where Idris Elba was, like right. you know. <laughs> so there's all of that, but it's like where the famous people were. But because she's you know divorced, she wasn't sitting next to her daughters or her ex-husband, even though they may or may not be in a relationship currently. But she's still like she has gumption, is what I'll say, because she just like strolled up in there and was like chatting with people before the ceremony, and I loved it. Yes. She looked so good. She I did. loved her suit. Fabulous. Yeah, it was fitted so well. She looked great. That blue color looked great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, is there a royal comeback coming? Is, is the engagement so. announcement imminent between her so. and Andrew? I hope so. <laughs> Don't need permission anymore. Nope. <laughs> thanks, Louis. Th- yep, thanks, Louis. But, oh, man, <laughs> she looked great. And um, so then moving on to her daughters, who people were curious to see, you know, what they would wear based on their showing at their other cousin's wedding but this but you you put that eugenie and b let us down i don't know if i agree with that well i mean and i mean that in that they didn't wear crazy hats i thought they looked great yeah that's very true they looked very appropriate i meant more like yeah something like they didn't make they didn't have an amazing hat there was no toppers fake toilet weird thing which I will announce that it's part of my hat making. I did make yes. a miniature version for your daughter. Yes. <laughs> we managed to keep it on her head for about like two seconds, enough to take a few photos. Yeah. She looks adorable in it. She's probably, she's like, what the heck are these people doing to me? She's just like, hi. Uh, what's she's this? like, what's it's this? early in the morning. I'm happy. There are people here. Hi. Yeah. She's like, usually it's just me and mom. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Why are all these people clapping? I'm cute. I'm tired. That's what she was doing. Yeah. But um, I yeah. So she uh, they were both wearing kind of more, like, yeah, I'd say like more classic kind of outfit. Yeah. So uh, Eugenie was wearing kind of a '60s, I'd say like, like, um, shift dress type thing with a pillbox mm-hmm. hat, and then. Uh, Beatrice was wearing this really pretty teal color and uh, kind of a head like it, her hat looked like mini headbands together but like in the best way and I know people yes. are been criticizing her hat I really liked it because that's I liked the kind it. of hat I would wear in real yeah. life because it, <laughs> it looked like a headband it was great right I think it looked so great with her hair and how it kind of like I don't know like the hair in between the hair and yeah it was that. The- perfect color to go with her hair because she has the yes. beautiful red hair and it's like the exact contrasting color like on mm-hmm. the color wheel and it was yeah. kind of iridescent it was really pretty yes they've matured I mean they know what people thought of their outfits last time and I I don't think they played it safe I mean they both wore still I feel like kind of very unique outfits that I mm-hmm. think kind of that are their style um but I was yeah, I was more joking that they didn't wear yes, crazy. Yeah, they did not wear antlers. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I will say my my comment under that was that but Camilla's hat made up for it. Yeah, because, definitely. Um if there's going to be I mean, we did notice one crazy lady's hat or like or this crazy looking hat in the crowd again and it was like it looked like a hand like from the back it was a bunch of feathers and like when you looked up it looked like a fa- hand with like crazy long fingers was like 
on someone's head. Oh, um, I think, and our friend Lauren, who was watching with us, I think she said it looked like a tri- like a trident. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> it was creepy. It was just, like, weird. And also, we agreed we'd all be really mad if we set, ended up sitting behind that woman. Right. Um, but Camilla, as is her want, wore a shrimp cocktail platter on her head. Or like a, ca- a cotton candy, cotton candy machine, cotton candy feather extravaganza, and honestly, it was cool. Like I, I think it was cool. Like the the design elements, it was still like crazy, but for sure. <laughs> but it was like okay, you know, I don't get, I can't get too mad when people make a bold choice like that because obviously we didn't expect her to show up wearing like a tiny pillbox hat or beret or anything. No, that's that would have been crazy. Way. So I think it was fun and. I think it was kind of like a much needed, like, look at this fun hat. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Camilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, just other comments on the other family members. I, we could see Mike Tyndall and uh, his wife, Zara. It's Zara, right? Yeah. Yes. Zara um, there. And she is obviously expecting... Yes, a child. Do. I think she's due next month. She is due next month. And there was um, part of the, you could see on the te- telecast where he kind of leaned over and gave her a cuddle. I don't think she was feeling that well. Yeah. Um, you mm. can kind of tell she was maybe a little bit, you know, stressed with everything. And she's very, very close to her due date, I think. So that might have been an issue, but she right. was looking good. Um, I think everyone else in the family looked. Philip was there. He looked like Philip. I was happy Indeed. to see him. Yeah, pretty spry. Charles looked good in his morning suit. Indeed. Um, I mean, Princess Anne looked like she was kind of wearing a bathrobe, but a very, very nice, like yeah. satiny red and blue. I think the bathrobe. fabric was cool. It just didn't read that well on film. Yes, like I think agreed. in person you would have been able to tell. Like, no, this is a, just a really beautiful like luxe fabric but yeah on screen it looked like it was thin silk and i don't think it yeah so it kind of looked like she was wearing a hugh hefner robe i think we i think we can move on to kind of the ceremony and uh or did you want to talk about uh chelsea quickly oh yes i guess we could talk so harry's both of harry's exes uh chelsea davy and uh cressida i can never say her cressida, name. cressida i think cressida right? oh my god cressida uh, bonus both attended so that's that's good to see that they appear to be on good terms uh there's definitely been rumors that apparently chelsea and harry had like one last like tearful phone call the night before the wedding whatever she didn't look too happy when they would cut to her like if you compare the two side by side and i like obviously like cressida looks she looked like really happy and excited for harry like this was clearly like yeah he was great you know i'm so happy for him and she she also has like gone back to the guy supposedly who she was dating before she dated Harry Mm -hmm. and so you know by all accounts she's probably also very happily in love but they kept cutting to Chelsea during the ceremony and she looked like it had been raining for three weeks and I was like ooh yeah even if she probably was I mean honestly she was probably just like this is a a I think it'd be tough even if you were like this isn't really the life that I want and I don't like the attention and I have other things I want to do with my life and I know I can't do them if I marry you. Yeah. I think it still has to be really bittersweet. But like also, I mean, so our our friend got married like later that day. So I went to a real life and in-person wedding and I had a great time and I like the ceremony was beautiful. If you had photographed me 
or cut to me in the audience. Like, I can't tell you what my face was looking like. I hope it wasn't like resting bitch face, but it, it could have been. But that's not at all what I was feeling. So it's like, I kind of feel for her. Like, it might have just been like her just sitting and taking in the ceremony and not really like not being like, oh, it should have been me or anything. Just like she might have just been like thinking or just listening carefully to the sermon. Well, right. Who knows? And I mean, you get that one photo, you take a couple photos and you look for the one that fits the narrative. Mm -hmm. And the narrative that's going to sell papers is that Chelsea is obviously devastated and thinks that Harry's making a big mistake and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but I I hope that's, I I doubt really that that's the case. And if I don't think they would have come to the wedding. No. If there was really still those issues. Yes, there would have been, they would have been like, oh, they weren't at the wedding. But then you would be like, I actually would. That makes sense why they're not at the wedding. They're they're yeah. they're former flames. You don't need Sometimes to invite that your just doesn't work out. No. Um, also, well, I was gonna say Ellie Golding wasn't there, was she? She was not. No. So that was my thing. Like, obviously, if you believe those rumors, you know he didn't invite all of his exes. Just right. his, you know, long term. <laughs> just the long term, not the ones that weird stuff happens underneath picnic blankets. <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. So now we've talked about all of the guests so far. We can go on to the the ceremony. Yes. Um, oh, it was a long and many part many pieces of a ceremony. <laughs> which I, and I talked to several people who kind of I think forgot everyone forgot that like it's a full like religious. There's a service in there. Like it's a long thing, and it was long at Will and Kate's wedding too. Yes. And so like. I think a lot of people, I mean, like my wedding ceremony was very short, like not very short, but it was like 15 minutes or so. But like you got married in in a Catholic church. And so you had a full like Catholic. Right. Like shindig. I don't know. Mine was definitely over an hour. Yeah. And so it just varies based on like the, you know, how formal or, or like what traditions you have or you're going to incorporate into it. You know, I got married in a country club ballroom, like. And it, it wasn't going to be a lot of standing and kneeling and walking into a, a secret chamber to sign papers. It wasn't going to be that stuff. And so, like, I understood it that it was that long. I think it was hard on us Americans because it was so early. So it was like waking up to go to church. Right. And for a lot of And us, I just wanted to, like, I just wanted Megan to just kind of stand there so I could, like, and have them just kind of move the camera around because I really just wanted to take in, like, the veil and the dress and the tiara all then. I know. I wanted them to all just have, like, a, you know, like an inset screen where they, like, show a picture in picture where it's yes. just, like, Harry's face looking at her the whole oh, time. Because, yeah. like, that was, that was, a, that was a lot. Right. Oh. The looks of love. I know. It was beautiful. We... First, once we saw Megan enter the church and walk up, she entered uh, the church by herself. Well, with her lovely uh, page boys. With her squad. Yes, her squad, <laughs> who carried um, carried her veil for her. And then once she reached, reached uh, the quarry, she met with Prince Charles, who was the one who ended up walking her down the aisle. We, predi- we, we like said that this was going to be a possibility on our last episode when all mm-hmm. the drama was happening with her family. Um, unfortunately, her father was not able to make it, but you could tell like it seemed Prince Charles was really touched to be able to step in for this. And I know a lot of people were wondering like if Doria could have done it, and I think that if Doria had wanted to do it, she would have done it. Like I don't think that that was what was standing in the way. I think it was probably that like 
Doria didn't want the maybe the pressure <laughs> of needing to walk down the aisle with her daughter. Like I mean I like I when I got married I asked my parents like both of them like would both of you like to like give me away because you're both so important to me and my mom just said she goes I'd love to but I would get t- way too emotional I couldn't handle it so let's have your dad just do it and I was like great that's fine so I don't think it's necessarily like Doria was shoved shunted aside because Charles no. demanded to do it I think it was more like Charles is used to the scrutiny and he was really excited to have a chance to like make a public show of acceptance of Megan into the family. And like by all accounts, Charles has always really wanted a daughter or he he like was so excited when he had uh, a granddaughter for the first time. And so I think it was just really special to him like that he got to be kind of play that father of the bride role. Right. Um, Cause that's, that's special to a lot of people. Um, yeah, so once they got up there, oh my God, I can't even. I know. I like. I, I wasn't get crying. Like I had like tears in my eyes, but I was verklempt. So to yes, speak. it was just it was so beautiful. And I meant to like post more from our account during the event, but I just couldn't. I was just I was just like I just need to take it in. We were so we were so excited and like freaking out the entire time, and like yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it was hard to like focus on anything, let except for like the TV screen and our delicious uh, mimosas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just like, the, like I said, the looks of like adoration on Harry's face, and that time when he looked at her, and the lip reader said, "You look," he says, "You look amazing," and then he bit his lip. Oh my god, I'm gonna fall off right. my chair right now. But as far as kind of the ceremony itself, I mean, we won't go through every single detail since that would take a lot. This is already gonna be long, but yeah, we're so excited we can't help it. Yes. Um, but as far as uh, readers, yes, we had uh, Lady Jane Fellows, who's Diana's sister. She gave a reading um, from Songs of Solomon, or Song of Solomon. And then I called it the Sermon on the Mount, because yeah, I don't was, think the royal family was expecting. <laughs> well, I think, the, I, I mean, I, I think, like, the queen, the queen knows what it's about. If you believe the crown, like, she was a big fan of Billy Graham. And yeah. so she obviously is a very spiritual person. She's head of the Church of England. She yeah. appreciates good religious fervor, but it's very different. Like the contrast between the like typical Anglican guys, as I labeled them, so who are the Dean of Windsor um, and the Archbishop of Canterbury, who are just more in the traditional like, let's you know, let's do the little like the normal like rites and readings and and you know say the things that have, are said at everything. What I yeah. call the Pride and Prejudice what wedding. Because it's all the stuff that's at the very end of the um, miniseries where it's like they're panning around between the audience and it's like the traditional Anglican vows, I'm assuming, because yeah, it was, you know, supposedly in back then. But then, I mean, there was the person who gave the, um, I mean, the, I don't, is it called like the reading? Or it's not the reading, it's the... I mean, he gave, I mean, he gave the, I think he just gave the address. Oh yeah, the address, that's what it was called. Um, and that was the most reverend Michael Bruce Curry, the 27th presiding bishop and primate of the Episcopal Church, who is an American from Chicago and who, I mean, he brought the energy that yes, he I needed personally <laughs> to, to, wake up. <laughs> to wake up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to get too into the weeds on it, but did you have any thoughts you wanted to share? You know, honestly, it was just, I thought it was just a nice way to, 
I think they talked about how Meghan and Harry's wedding would be really representative of them as a couple. And I felt like this, his his speech and what he talked about was just a way of kind of going, this is kind of what the couple sees as how the world works. And this is, this is you know, and, and it was a good way to incorporate, obviously, Meghan's American roots. And also to give kind of a profile to, yeah, he is the first African-American person to serve in such a high role within the Episcopal Church, which is predominantly white. Yeah, and I think it was also, like, uh, just his message was so focused on the power of love. So even if it's not how the world currently is, I think that there was a lot, you know, it's just, it means so much that the heart of everything is, I think one of the quotes he said was, love is a very powerful thing. Look, it it's the reason all of us are in this room right here. And then I was like, oh my God, they love each other. Yeah. I mean, and he's just, he's <laughs> able to bring in so many different elements of quoted uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And who's somebody who obviously Megan and Harry aspired to, you know, his great works and things like that. Like they really see love as such a powerful for I don't know it just was so great and also I will say I love that it had the typical church thing of where you thought it was going to be over like four times and then it just was not so you're like ready to like like move on you're ready to turn the page in your program and then it's like oh no we're still here okay he's going he has more to say nope we're still going okay (laughs) and it was it was really funny because I was just like this is so church it's so church because it's always that. My uh, my church used to have this thing where they would um, like, they would kind of like to, it was great for people like me who was, had trouble focusing. Like they would do like little fill in the blanks of like the powerful like buzzwords of the sermon, so to speak. And like, and that's how I could kind of tell like, okay, we got, we've got about five more minutes. I can tell because it's, well, there's only three more blanks to fill in and stuff like that. But yeah, it was really funny to kind of see Twitter being like, oh, this is great. And then be like, oh, he's still he's still going. OK, you know, it's right. Like, it's like, no, he's great. But this is just how it is a lot of time. But we also had um, beautiful music, um, the Kingdom Choir, which we talked about on our last episode, I believe, um, which was is led by a woman named Karen Gibson. And they performed the song Stand By Me. And it was so beautiful and the lead singer of that or the the man who was singing the kind of like the solo of that he was great i loved it i loved it so much it was so pretty can they release a single can i like listen to it yes yes you can it's actually on spotify and you can buy it on i think you can buy it on um itunes as well but yeah it's uh, one of the top things on spotify currently cool see i just i didn't even know i just want to listen to it again it's so beautiful yes (sighs) oh yeah no i thought it was a great way to, once again, just kind of add a little bit more, I think, just kind of a relaxed feel yeah, to the ceremony, but also do a song that's obviously important and, and has good meaning for their love. And because uh, I think they're definitely, obviously, we can sit here and talk about it's, you know, a fairy tale romance, but they're going to have, you know, problems. And it's not an always... easy life. No, it's not. And I think just knowing that they can that they know what they're they're both old enough to know what they're getting into Mm -hmm. i i think that speaks the song speaks really well for their relationship and then we saw that there was an exchange of wedding rings and that's right it's plural because harry has a wedding ring that he's wearing yes um i wonder what kind of discussion the cambridges had to have 
after Indeed. that decision was made. <laughs> this was the rings were made by Cleveland Company, which is the same company that made Megan's engagement ring. Um, hers, which there are some great up, like kind of close up photos of both of these rings online that kind of like zoom in shots. But um, her ring is made from a piece of Welsh gold, which was a gift to the queen. Um, and it's the same like chunk of gold that's used to make most of the wedding rings these days. And then um, Harry has a platinum band with a textured finish. And he's been seen wearing it ever since then. So it's Thank exciting. God. <laughs> I know. It, he but didn't again, lose I, it. It didn't fall, fall yeah. down the drain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he has like four or five of them as backups just in case. Actually, he pro- honestly, if I were him, because he has enough money to do this, where like I would be like, by the way, can you make me a backup? Don't give it to me. I don't want to have to use it. But keep it in your vault, and if I need it, I'll call you. <laughs> because if he like lost it, then he didn't want to tell Megan. Um, also, just as a quick aside, the flowers um, oh. at the church where there was a big wall of them, and it was kind of reminiscent, if you ask me, of Twilight, <laughs> the Twilight wedding. <laughs> it was very American. People kept saying like these flowers are so American because they were so like wildflower, very like. Oh, it's gorgeous. Well, I mean, I loved it, of course, um, but. A fun thing that, well, like a very nice thing was that, obviously, what are you gonna do with all those flowers? Um, They decided to uh, give them to St. Joseph's Hospice in London the following day. So they delivered bouquets and arrangements made out of the flowers that had been used to decorate the church to the residents there so that they could enjoy um, these beautiful flowers and have them, apparently that made the hospice smell amazing on the inside i can only imagine oh yeah and i saw the photos it's so cute Mm -hmm. just like everyone was so excited to get them so what a great way to let them continue living on and right be loved yeah because again i'm sure it's not like the normal one where you're like does anyone want a flower arrangement i paid like 70 bucks for this rose (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's get some use out of it yeah uh, but yes, the couple from obviously they exchanged vows, songs were sung, and the couple left the building mm-hmm. to the stairs where they kissed finally. Yay! As as husband and wife, and <gasps> yay! yay! And and obviously the everyone who was on the grounds were a part of the uh, really lucky people who got who worked for charities that they were really passionate about mm-hmm. uh, so it was either yeah people who had volunteered and have done have an impressive volunteer resume or they work for a nonprofit that Megan and Harry uh, strongly support and so they all got to be there and kind of see Megan obviously come in and obviously the couple come out married at last from there um, the Fan, or the two of them got in a an open carriage. Luckily, like I said, it was quite hot in London, but it was, or not in London, in Windsor. Um, probably also in London. I mean, for this time of year, for London and England in general, I'll just make those caveats. But they got in the carriage. Uh, there was not a, no rain in sight, so they were able to do the open carriage thing. And then they began their drive through Windsor. And the first thing they went past was the family um, who had kind of gathered in front of St. George's. And so they all waved to each other. And then they carried on through the streets and down, or first down the long walk and then through the streets. Yes. We got to see another kiss in the carriage, which was nice. 
Mm-hmm. And they looked they looked thrilled. They did. So that was really fun to see. From there, they went back into the they went back to the castle and then that everyone's was like, "Okay, it. bye." Everyone left. All done. Mm-hmm. And, and and we went home for or at least I went back to bed. <laughs> See, I didn't. I went to the coffee shop and bought coffee and then went home. And then my dog was like, hi, where were you? I was sleeping this whole time. And now I would like to play. And I was like, OK. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, we, did, yeah, we went to a, a wedding later that day. And so right. I was after the between the ceremony and the reception, I was just checking my phone. And that's when they had. Uh, released the photos of Megan and Harry just before their reception and then that's when I yelled out loud it's not fair and then out and my husband said what's not fair I was like she's so pretty I don't know. it's not fair <laughs> and I was like you didn't give me a car or or an aquamarine ring as big as my face <laughs> and he was like no I didn't and I was like why not and he's like because I'm not a prince I'm like you should be I want that so anyway, it was a great moment for me. Right. I was not jealous in the least. But now he knows. Now he does know that's, that I would like a 1968 Jaguar. Yeah. Yes. In that specific uh, color. Ugh. Yes. Anyway. Uh, so yes, they made their second appearance, which was before they went to their uh, reception at Frogmore House. And uh, Megan had changed into mm-hmm. Stella McCartney. The bananas were right. Yes. So we thought the banana might have been confused about Amal's dress since it was kind of a banana-ish color. But no, the banana knew that there was a second dress and that the second dress would be Estella McCartney. So, so, so if you're keeping track, it'll win. The banana was right four out of four times. Right. Which we entered into this experiment with a healthy dose of skepticism. But once Indeed. we realized that this was Stella, we were like, oh my God, we have to ask bananas all of our questions from now on. It's Right. I... I don't I even have know four what to upstairs, do. and there I, I want to really. I need to ask him more questions. Ask, so yeah, I'm Ugh. super excited to see that she did after wearing Stella quite a few times, and just kind of the knowing that with Stella McCartney's background of really being uh, obviously a very successful female uh, designer, and uh, really like, uh, and is really committed to sustainability and her her fashion practices and everything that Megan also chose her to make her second dress for her her fun night out as the bride. <sighs> and it was a halter dress. It was a mock neck gown uh, made in silk crepe. And then uh, she had Aquazura shoes, uh, which had which were a like s- silky satin with nude mesh. I yeah. didn't really see the mesh part. I'm so not it's, sure. It's just I don't the detail. Know. It looks like it's... It kind of just looks like their mesh. It looks like a detail. It's really if you can get to the close up, because if you get to the close up, you can also see that her uh, the bot the soles of the shoes were uh, painted baby blue to match her car and her ring. Ah, oh, perfect. Um, my thoughts on this was like somehow she again accomplished to look both classic and like insanely modern, and I don't know how that's possible because those two things like, you know, that's kind of contradictory. But it, she looked so good. Yes, I loved this dress. I wish we could have seen. She was carrying the train that was on it, so she had kind of a short train. So I no, I actually read about it. It wasn't a train. It was a wrap, like a like a shoulder. Oh, like, it was like I a saw, shawl. So oh, okay. it looks like it. It's just made from the same fabric. So oh, I read okay. that it's because the uh, Stella McCartney released the sketch 
uh-huh. of the dress and it wasn't there and then I think people pieced together that it was actually like a shawl they looked more closely at the video of them getting into the car and they could tell so it had it a, a I mean it piece. had a little bit of a train like she was holding her skirt up a bit to so it didn't drag on the the like gravel but it was uh, just a separate thing that she was holding and gotcha. so it's, yeah it was just more of a trumpet out at the bottom yes but I loved the look me too yeah, it was gorgeous, and Ugh. yeah, exactly. I I really loved this. It looked so fun. It looked like something really comfortable to wear too, mm-hmm. and just light and yeah, it looked like you could move around in it, like dance in it, like don't have to worry about like people right. stepping on it. Exactly, <sighs> it's like the perfect party dress. And also, she doesn't have to have like I wore a strapless dress, and I didn't have the issue of like my dress falling down because I had it like very tight up there but Mm -hmm. yeah you don't even have to worry about that stuff when you wear a halter well right and again it's this is a real example of like how and i think like kate middleton's second dress kind of accomplished the same thing where it's not as traditional as the ceremony gown with the sleeves but it's still obviously not like a like a dress yeah it's not like (laughs) revealing it's not low cut like kate i believe her second dress was strapless but she wore like a a like a she had kind of a yeah like wrap sweater thing because it was like you know chilly april and so she had that and so like you didn't see photos of her like you know with her shoulders out but like megan this dress is not again revealing really in any way it's not low cut it's not in the front or the back but she still looked so just like like cool in it and it's something that i can see a lot of women wanting to wear on their wedding day even if like they don't do the traditional like church route yes so nice extra glam so i loved her second look and harry looked great too Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was wearing a a tux with a black bow tie and a velvet jacket i think again he planned on it being chillier than it was yeah (laughs) um but i am really also into this ring so more details on it is that it was a aquamarine that had been princess diana's um, it's gigantic, and yep. according to People Magazine, this was a ring that in 1997, Diana wore um, when she auctioned parts of her wardrobe off at Christie's um, to raise the money for charity. And so this is, and it's actually part of a full set um, where there was a matching bracelet um, with aquamarines kind of in the interspersed with strands of pearls so unclear whether the the bracelet was also part of the gift but it was reported that harry gave this ring to megan yeah because um, harry had inherited it from his mother yep i'm sure if she did get the bracelet we'll see it in the yeah. next year or so i'm sure she'll wear it to something and i would assume they would keep the set together yeah um, that makes sense i think it's smart to just kind of go with just this statement piece um for this occasion right she kept it very simple mm-hmm. i mean she wasn't obviously wearing a tiara with her her right. evening look and also the car is all the accessory you need because i'm gonna keep talking about it it was Go for it. a 1968 jaguar e-type concept zero which was a convert a jaguar convertible originally made in 1968 that had been since fully converted to electric power seemed to be an american steering like it seemed like Harry was on the wrong side of the road for England. Um, 
because I was surprised when Megan got into the left side of the car. I was like, is she going to drive? But no. Maybe that would have been amazing. I know, but that's what I thought when she got into the left side of the car. I was like, "Oh, we're in England," so I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a, an American, like, or if, or if it's just that, like, the steering column is like in the middle of the car or something. But it's really cool and it's an amazing color, and I want it. And isn't I Jaguar have. owned by Land Rover? Yeah, so it's a British company, and that's yeah. the thing. Like in America, it's hard to have a Jaguar because, like, notoriously, they kind of break down a lot, um, and like to get them repaired you either have to be able to do it but like you don't have access to a ton of parts because there aren't a lot of them here or you have to find somebody again who can do it and it's going to be more expensive might be better now that the the internet's better but i don't know you may Mm -hmm. not know this about me but my midlife crisis is going to express itself in me getting a convertible which is an insane proposition that sounds great i can't wait to can (laughs) i drive with you yeah of course you can Thank we'll you. Get fabulous scarves and tie them <gasps> around our hair. Yes, and I'll wear very large sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this, but not for your breakdown, but no, just for no, it's the. It's just gonna be fun. Yeah, just um, for the fun part. The other fun part of the car is that they got a temporary license plate, which, um, when you scrutinize it, it's the date of their wedding. <sighs> so yeah, that was kind of the the last we saw of the couple, and they were married. So go have fun. Uh, but yeah, we have a couple things I guess we can chat about. Uh, just that kind of the things that happened immediately after, including the after party, mm-hmm. and uh, some other things like their photos. Yeah. So I kind of put this news piece um, in. I didn't really know where else to put it. I didn't want to put it up when we first were talking about the kids. But there, it's been mm-hmm. reported um, about Princess Charlotte that she was an amazing bridesmaid. In fact, she took her role very seriously and might as well have been the unofficial wedding coordinator. Indeed. Um, People who were in attendance reported that she was very good at knowing where she was supposed to go and telling other people, you're not supposed to go there yet. Um, Apparently, another one of the kids decided they wanted to walk in a direction that they weren't supposed to go yet. And Charlotte said, no, you have to wait until we're asked to go there. Right. (laughs) Which is really cute. And it it is totally in line with reports um, from Kate that Charlotte is apparently the the boss of their household. Right. And I love her (laughs) so much for it. I just imagine her, like, making eye contact with Idris Elba and, like, rolling her eyes, being like, amateur hour over here. Sorry. Should have been a tighter ship. I'll try my best next time. I just love her. I love her so much. So, yeah. So, in between, after they did their carriage ride, the day, yeah, for them was not over because they needed to take official portraits with the fam jam Mm -hmm. and all the adorable kiddos. And those kids, totally, they're the best, like, cheesy smilers I've ever seen. I know. (laughs) They're so good. Did you hear the the secret to getting them all to smile? Yes. (laughs) Lots of candy. Yes, apparently Smarties, which are different in England from what they are in America. They are. Um, but apparently there was lots of bribery going on, and they were all given a Smartie every time they did what they were asked. And also the the formal portrait with um, Harry and Meghan and all the kids, it, instead of saying cheese or having them say cheese, they said, who likes Smarties? And then everyone said we do and then yeah. smiled and including maybe rumor has it Harry and Meghan might have joined in yes I that. hope so sure they agree <laughs> so they took these photos obviously they did the photos that incorporated the royal family and um, Meghan's mom and all mm-hmm. the kiddos and 
obviously a photo with just them, which is that informal photo of them kind of sitting on the steps together. The black and white. Indeed. Gorgeous. This is way too pretty to be a stock photo in my photo frame. (laughs) But I think I kind of want it in my house. Yeah. Is that weird? No. Okay, I'm just going to put it up. Yeah, do it. And if my husband says anything, I'll just be like, you know what? I feel like they're part of my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can put it on. It. We can put up a shelf in your basement, and then I can put my Princess Diana beanie baby on there. I found that the other week. Oh, and that's Jenna. That's worth money. I know it is, but I don't really care. So I don't. I, I don't know how much money, but I know it's worth some money. I mean, like twenty <laughs> bucks, maybe. I think that's what I paid for it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. It was supposed to be worth $8 million, but alas. Well, right. I mean, I'm seeing them. I just Googled this for you. And it, it, obviously the year it was made. Do you, does it have the tags on it? Yeah. <gasps> this is worth like, I mean, I'm seeing them for like $100,000 here, Jenna. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Uh, I don't know if like there's versions. Like, you know how like a yeah. first edition of a Harry Potter book will sell for like a million dollars. Huh. But a second edition is just worth like a penny. Shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you should look into that. Sorry. Uh, All right. I mean, if you want me to cut this out so no one knows. Yeah. Well, they don't know where it is. Well, right. I hope you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a first edition. Oh, yeah. So you you should check that out, girl, because I'm seeing like $50,000 here. I mean, is anyone buying them? They're not. I see the one that looks like the one I have, and it's for $30. So. Okay. I think that's probably it. So who knows? But why are there such a big? There's such a big thing. There's like one for four. Why is this one forty five thousand (laughs) dollars? Yes, but uh, yes. So they took the family photo with uh, the Windsors and uh, Miss Ragland, and then uh, they also did the photo of Harry and Meghan with all the kiddos Mm -hmm. together. And that photo particularly makes me feel. I'm a hundred percent sure now that Harry is. A mountain man because he looks just like um, his grandpa did, uh, Prince yeah. Philip did back in the day. And whenever people are like, "Oh, I don't think I think Harry, you know, is James Hewitt's son," I'm like, "No, he definitely looks like Prince Philip. The scruff, mm-hmm. the beard, and all that together, he looks like him." Yeah. <sighs> no, I mean, I've never really doubted it. Like. I- he, no. he definitely looks a lot like Charles, um, like in his eyes. and so, I don't know. I just, I totally yeah. with you. But yeah, I think as you get older, for sure, can tell mm-hmm. that, that so, like you look more and more like your parents, unfortunately or unfortunately. Yeah. Like that's true for everyone. <laughs> so, oh, but yeah. So we got those about on the Monday after the wedding. And they were nice. And we're going to put them in our own homes, apparently. Indeed. Indeed. All right. So I think just talking quickly about the after party, obviously most of this is hearsay. We have no idea mm-hmm. officially what happened. Uh, Serena Williams obviously posted her outfit where she wore, you know, sneakers underneath. Which, her. like, she's amazing. Right. That's Absolute so smart. Goddess. Yeah. Indeed. And her, she, they showed her getting on the bus and that was kind of the end of the night because they, yeah, they did phone, confiscate their phones mm-hmm. because that's smart. <laughs> but obviously a few people have been chatting and uh there was about 200 guests so super intimate still yeah well i mean 
Yeah. That's still a very large crowd. But uh, apparently when people were... And someone did actually manage to get one photo before their phones had to be, you know, surrendered. Wasn't but it Troy and Belisario? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. But uh, they were being offered slippers. Mm-hmm. And so the women could take off, you know, their heels that they'd been, you know, wearing all day and probably nursing maybe some really bad blisters, especially if they were walking on gravel. Yeah. Or like points. the lawn. Yeah. Right. Cobblestones, all of that crap. Yes. All of that on even surfaces and could relax a little bit in some nice embroidered slippers. Which, like, <sighs> when are those going to show up on eBay? I bet those are actually worth more than my Princess Diana Beanie Baby, which I've read oh, yeah. is one sold... For the one that's listed for five hundred thousand dollars is insane pipe dream, the highest one sold for five grand and one sold for one dollar. So I can okay. have anything right. from that to that. So. Okay, good. Okay, well, I'm sorry I got your hopes up. No, that's okay. I didn't really I just, think so. I got really excited for you. Yeah, because I mean that would mean you could still get your convertible. That's very. I could get it without, earlier than I thought. Right. You wouldn't even need to have you know a midlife crisis. You could just for, forget buying it. a house or paying off student loan debt. I mean, no. who needs no, no, no. that? <laughs> but uh, so here are some of the things that we did here. It seemed that some of the guests, and these were mostly people who, for example, one of Megan's actress friends talked to like Town and Country magazine and said, mm-hmm. for example. They named their tables after words that Brits and us Yanks pronounce differently, like potato, potato, potato yes, and aluminum, and aluminum. I'm aluminium. Just is that what it is? I don't yeah, know. aluminium. Because they added a different, they added an extra letter or something. Yeah, I don't know. So I hope that was one of the table names. Apricot, like tomato. apricot. Yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But what else? I mean, there was obviously speeches. Megan apparently addressed the guests and read a poem about her love for Harry. Oh. Yeah. I like that it was reported that Prince William gave a, quote, naughty speech about oh. Prince Harry. I don't God. know what that means, but I, mean, I don't know. I mean, probably by naughty, they just mean, like, he was just like, oh, Harry, you scamp. Yes. Oh, Harry, remember when you were naked in Las Vegas? Wink, right. wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that was that was just terribly naughty. Like Thanks. That. You've made you you make my my biggest scandal is dancing like a fool. Yeah. Like <laughs> Thanks to you, <laughs> mate. Or whatever. Right. <sighs> and uh, yes. And there was apparently beer pong and like wisps of cotton candy as a snack. Which yes, please. Yeah. That sounds great. Um and then let's see. They their first, first dance, dance, it's been reported, was to the song I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, um, which is a very fun choice, that is I very think. fun. And I don't know. I mean, again, this is all secondhand. There's also, like, rumors that, um, like, George Clooney jumped behind the bar and was serving Casamigos, his tequila brand, to people. Yeah. Like, and that he danced with Kate and Megan. Yeah, Sure. Which, like, sure. okay, I'm, yeah, I don't know. If I were Kate, I would have been like, can I take a nap in the corner? <laughs> She'd be like, yeah, I'd just be like, uh, where can I, f- what What bedroom has no one staying in it tonight? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go just take a nap. Yeah. And so, let's see, I don't know. And then, I, I mean, I guess it was a long night. Yeah. This, okay. this is what made me feel kind of gross inside. Because by, like, midnight... At most weddings, I'm usually like, okay, I'm exhausted. Oh, I'm asleep, yeah. Right. But apparently, so guests were there still at least having shots until 2 a.m., but some guests just 
couldn't get enough and they even made the trek back down to London. Which like I, they obviously didn't have to take the train through Slough but. No. <laughs> to go to London to party even more. So that sounds exhausting and terrible. Gosh. Like ugh. But some people just can't do that. I I could not. I would be like, you know what? It is time for bed. I'm yawning right now. It's like not even nine. I know. Ugh. So anyway, <laughs> I mean that's a that's a sad note to end on. On our that's discussion. okay. No, but this was a beautiful. I thought it was just a beautiful day. It was. It was so fun. Um, I feel like they really, yeah, as we talked about, they really created uh, a wedding that reflected them as a couple, and I feel like really just kind of put two and two together as far as Harry's kind of, you know, his life as a royal and the traditions and also Meghan kind of going, you know what, I'm going to respect those traditions and absolutely I know the job that I'm taking on, but also I'm here to also breathe some new life into it. Yeah, I'm not going to wash away my who make what makes me me to join this family. Right. So. It was great and a, a fantastic day and a fun watching experience. Yeah, I just had a lot of fun. Yes, so and we I can't to, believe it's over. I know we get to do it kind of all again with uh, Beatrice soon. Yes. Um, but oh, Eugenie. Eugenie, sorry, God. Yeah, I always get that. Sorry, that's okay. Hi, Eugenie. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited. I'll, it'll be interesting to see. And well, we're gonna do a whole episode on the York family mm-hmm. because they are a treat. Uh, yeah, so we will do more about. The Yorks and for the upcoming nuptials of Princess Eugenie and her fiance Jack Brookbanks. Yes, who was also at this wedding getting tips. He yeah. Um he but, didn't walk in with her though. He walked in with Fergie. Yes, he did. Ha ha. So what a good future son in law. Yep. Well so, that's that's the, the the thing. And I guess it's really just exciting to see where Megan will go. And kind of her the first that we will talk about on our next episode, which are yeah her first garden party and all that. And yeah, more what to come. we can expect, what's been announced in recent days, we'll yes. get into that. But in the meantime, if you have thoughts of your own on the royal wedding you'd like to share with us, again, I'll tell you our email address is americrowndreams at gmail dot com. We are also reachable via Instagram and Facebook at americrowndreams and on. Twitter at Americron Dream. You can also please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. We love hearing your feedback and your um, podcast ideas and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. get in touch. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.